and Ziploc that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper Hey, Now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper The absolute truth, yeah, no joke Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Trap Draw Podcast. Very special one today. My name is Randy. Got the whole entire crew here in the room. Uh, let's go around the table to my left, Mr. DJ Pihowski. DJ, good afternoon. Greetings, Randy. Let's go racing, buddy. To his left, Mr. Solly, Chris Solomon. Chris, how are you? Lights out at the Kill House. Let's go. Sitting uh, across the table from me, Neil Schuster. Neil, I know you're nervous right now. Tell we're, me. We're going to do it live, baby. <laughs> we're going to do it live. Let's go racing. Nothing and, can top the Fred X Cup draft no, from last year, though. You know, listen, we're, we're, we're just going to keep taking our at-bats when we get them. Last but not least, directly across the table from me, Mr. Tron Carter, TC. Good afternoon, sir. Hey, Randy. I'm, I'm hoping we can mix up the order a little bit here and do the draft first. You want to do the draft first? I think we should do the draft no. first before the oh, previews. I, I know why. Okay. Do you want to try to, to trick Neil? <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> I think it would help the viewer or the listeners if we do the previews first. That's, right? Give some context. That's per, what I was perhaps. thinking. Yeah. I've, done, I've done my research. I've watched Drive to Survive. I'm not an enthusiast as uh, my colleagues here, as much of an enthusiast as my colleagues, but I think I know enough to be dangerous. Where's Albon on your power rankings then? He's not up nor near the top, but I understand he's part of Red Bull, so you know it really depends on the car that you're mm. driving. Mm, um, sure. mm. So I, I think I'll be... I'll be just fine. I think I can fake it till uh, till the end of this podcast. Love it. You're I'm, doing a I'm, great I'm job. TC now. Tron, will you apologize for Racing Point? Absolutely and, and their not. Last year, let, let, let only, him hang himself. I the only people that should apologize. The problem is Albin is not with Red Bull anymore. <laughs> uh, this news just trickling in. <laughs> this news <laughs> trickling in. <laughs> fresh off we're, the wire. And that's why we want to do the draft right off the jump. All right, if you want, you go for it. Let's do it. No, let's, let's provide the context. Challenge. I'll take the challenge. Let's provide context. If that's how you want to win, I'll take the challenge. Uh, we will address Racing Point, uh, Aston Martin now, uh, when it's time to, to cover them in the preview. Aston Martin cognizant Formula yeah. One team. Perfect. You need uh, to be more cognizant of the rules. <laughs> Let, I do. That sounds like they need to be more cognizant of the rules. Let's talk about what the rules are. What are we doing? Uh, let me quickly explain to listeners. We all, except for maybe Neil. Neil was a little bit of a holdout. We all got deeply, deeply into Formula One last year. Thanks to? In large part. Thanks in large part to the Netflix series Drive to Survive. Can, which, I, can I say one thing on this? On absolutely this? not. <laughs> That's why <laughs> I keep going. I see so many tweets like, you guys, you're getting paid by F1 to talk about this. Zero dollars. Zero financial incentive to be talking about F1. Just really like it. Every time we get accused of getting paid for something we're not getting paid, I want to be like to our agent, like, what the hell, man? How are we not getting paid <laughs> exactly. for this? If anybody from F1 is listening, we are we open would to be paid. Money. Yeah, yeah, but that's not what this is about. I'm drinking a Red Bull right now, and I love using fertilizer. So the, <laughs> to the Russians, your alkali, holler at me. I, I would say I really enjoy Drive to Survive. I yeah. have not... Uh, invested as much time in week to week watching the races more so because I just you know don't have enough like uh, mental brain power right now I just hasn't hasn't been something that's gotten into my routine so sure it's well, not that I'm you know 
um, conscious, conscientiously objecting or anything like that. I am interested. I just I, I haven't had the bandwidth to uh, to dive in like you guys have. So I wanted to put that out there up front. Fair enough. <laughs> I will say. It takes 50 minutes. It's amazing. I find myself, as I've gotten deeper into Formula One the last season and a half, two seasons, I find myself enjoying Drive to Survive less than I used to. That's interesting. Yeah. And maybe it's maybe I've I've moved beyond Drive to Survive, or um, it, and it's the same thing with like maybe it's just like Hard Knocks, for instance. I enjoyed each subsequent season of Hard Knocks less after maybe season five or season six. And I, I hear that because I feel like I've been totally locked in to Drive to Survive. I think I've watched uh, every episode, but one, I got one left. And I know enough about each driver and team. I know kind of how the basics work. And so all of this stuff from last year is kind of a surprise for me. I'm like, oh my God, this is this is fascinating. So it's it's uh, it's been an awesome viewing experience on Netflix for me the last couple nights. It's a little hard knowing some of the key things that have happened, but if the Netflix crew wasn't with that team that week, it's not a featured part of the episode. So it's a little weird. This is my first, a lot of our first seasons watching Drive to Survive after having watched the previous season. And then it's like, you're waiting for this moment to get highlighted. But if the film crew wasn't following it, like it's not going to get highlighted. So that part's kind of weird, but it's a bit of a keeper of the takes situation. We got some, some drama, some issues a little bit with, uh, how some of the things have been presented in season three, according to the forums, which I've been steeped on. <laughs> and uh, some, 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 some narrative. Some liberties have been taken on the storytelling side, which are a little disappointing and has me losing a little bit of trust in the series. But uh, I would say liberties and just some sloppiness too, yeah. where they're just not matching up certain races with certain audio and, and that sort of thing. And Yeah. We can talk about some of that. but Well, so the, the timing-wise, uh, no better time to jump into Formula One uh, to drive to survive than right now. The first race of the 2021 season is Sunday, March 28th. And so in that spirit, we are going to preview all of the teams. There are 10 teams, two drivers a team, 20 total drivers. We're going to go through them all. And then at the end of this episode, we are going to have our very own draft where we draft our team of drivers. And uh, I'll explain the rules and, and what we're playing for a little later at that time. Real quick, just uh, maybe because we didn't do this, just explaining what Drive to Survive is. Um, I think it's it, it's a inside look at Formula One with really, really intimate camera work, microphone work, and kind of storytelling of what Formula One is, storytelling on each of the drivers, making you care about the drivers, getting you in. If you're looking to get into a sport that you have no prior knowledge to, it's an amazing series. Yet I think even for a lot of diehards, it's very interesting, interesting content, if you will. And we kind of somewhat got a factor in us getting into it was a lot of the PGL discussions, I think, and envisioning a different, a different golf world. And it's not hard to watch Drive to Survive and wonder like if golf could use it entirely like an enormous shakeup and how it's presented, how the, you know, competitors interact with each other, how the drama of team stuff works and all the storylines that go with it. It's, it's really honestly endlessly fascinating. That's a great point. And, and above all, it's just really well-made. It's easy to watch, right? It's, it's entertaining. Um, and I appreciate it. I, I think to echo some of the points you guys have made, Having known nothing about the sport at all uh, and being a true, total novice, uh, it, does a, it does a great job of explaining some of the things and showing you some of the uh, different aspects of the sport uh, while also 
totally skipping all the very intricate, uh, you know, 400 level things that yeah. you then learn along uh, on your own if like, you're so inclined. Oh, the restart the race on lap 26. I don't know why, <laughs> but that's what we're doing. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I have no idea why they're doing that this time around. Oh, we got a penalty. Uh, I guess he's just going to sit in the pits. Like what? Okay, cool. Well, I'm, I'm along for the ride. So what, what a good grow the game tool. Exactly. Exactly. So 2020, just to quickly uh, bring people up to speed, Mercedes is the king, stays the king. Uh, their team uh, leader, Toto Wolf, just complete alpha in every sense of the word. Lewis Hamilton, um, one of Mercedes drivers, won the drivers' championship. So there's there's two main championships. One, the drivers compete for points, and then the the concurrent championship is the ten teams are competing for the Constructors Championship, which that was also won by Mercedes in runaway fashion. There can be years where, you know, the driver who wins the driving championship is from a different team that wins the Constructor Championship, but that was not the case. It was a clean Mercedes sweep last year. Um, a true ass beating. Yeah, yeah, really. In, Just call in, it what it is. In every sense. In, in the words of Dave Chappelle, one of the great ass beatings of our time. <laughs> exactly. Toto's a, a savant. Can't even be fun for Toto at this point. I mean, he's really messing with people. They ask him in the new season, Drive to Survive, like, yeah, what do you think about Valtteri being your number two driver? And he literally says to the producer, fuck you. (laughs) Like, (laughs) he just says to him, fuck you. Yeah, I think Toto, Toto, you know, allegedly they're sandbagging in preseason testing this year. He's playing. He's, he's playing chess, and I don't know what the rest of the team, what the rest of the teams are playing. It's always a thrill on Sunday mornings when the announcers uh, declare that that Toto has the Mercedes in flying formation. <laughs> it's always one of the big thrills on a Sunday morning. Toto's morning. face mask last year was, <laughs> was great too. A lot of Dexter vibes. <laughs> uh, all right, so the, the what we're gonna do? I've assigned all five of us two teams each to kind of preview quickly, uh, hit the high notes on both the team and their drivers. Let's start in reverse order from the 2020 constructor standings. So uh, I actually have Williams. Williams finished at the bottom of the standings. They were, in fact, the only team to not score a point. Hate that. I, I know why you assigned yourself to them, because because a, a private equity fund bought them, right? Of course. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to dig into uh, the private equity firm. Before I do that, uh, I want a little, little background. Williams entered F1 in 1977. They've won seven driver championships, nine constructors championships, but the last of each was in 1997. So we're on about a 24, 25-year cold spell for them. They were founded by Sir Frank Williams and Sir Patrick Head. Uh, Had always been family-owned until last August, TC. They were bought by an American PE firm, my boys, at (laughs) Doralton Capital. Uh, the sale price was 152 million pounds, and uh, I found a quote: Matthew Savage, the chairman of Doralton Capital, uh, he said, among other things, we believe we are the ideal partner for the company due to our flexible and patient investment style, which will allow the team to focus on its objective of returning to the front of the grid. So the expectations are there. Um, I, I think we'll see how this new management company uh, plays into it. Claire Williams stepped down as, RIP. as team uh, team principal. Will Ricky Williams still be involved? <laughs> Ricky Williams is will stay on as an advisor. Uh, great question. Yes, Stevie Williams is also involved. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to tell you guys. Perhaps you're thinking, 
Randy, who, what other companies are in Doralton's portfolio along with Williams Racing? Well, that's a great question. Uh, such luminaries, you may have heard of them. Midwest Cooling Tower Services, the National Heat Exchange Cleaning Corporation based in Youngstown, Ohio, uh, Traditions Health, MEI Rigging and Crating, mm. of course, Island Abbey Foods. So some heady, <laughs> heady company sure. there with, with Williams. As I said, dreadful 2020, like absolutely dreadful. Um, the highlight being the race where nine cars dropped out and George Russell still got 11th, but 10th place is the only, is the last place that gives a point away. <laughs> yes. I was going to say that or when George Russell, one of their drivers who I was going to I'll talk about here in a second, went to Mercedes and almost won the race and everybody was so happy for him. That was a I would say that reflected really poorly on Williams. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And then still managed to get boned in the Mercedes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, tough scene. Uh, they are they're running. Uh, Williams runs a Mercedes power unit. Uh, for all you gearheads out there, their chassis is a FW43B. Uh, take special note of that. The Frank Williams, Frank Williams special. <laughs> there you go. Their team CEO is Yus Capito, or maybe Yost Capito. Uh, Uncle Yost, new new CEO, German motorsport veteran, spent a long time with Volkswagen. The team principals, uh, an English bloke named Simon Roberts. Uh, as I said, the first non-Williams person to ever lead the team. So, forty-three years of history here. We're finally moving on from Williams leadership. Uh, two drivers, they remain the same from twenty twenty. Gotta stay, stay hot, baby. Stay hot. Have to. Why change anything? <laughs> Why change anything? Uh, George Russell, who by all accounts is extremely talented, stuck in a very terrible car. He's an English English lad himself, 23 years old this year. Top bloke. Uh, I think by all all accounts, his dream is to drive for Mercedes, which he got to do last year for one race, uh, which he should have won. And then they put the wrong tires on his car, and it was a complete <laughs> disaster. Uh, Still would have won if he did Picked up the puncture once he got the right and tire. And then he got a flat tire, uh, which was also the best race of the year, which I know we can talk about that a little later. Uh, he has never gotten out of Q2 in, in uh, qualifying. He's, he's plucky, though. But he beat Latifi on every qualifying last year, earning him the nickname Mr. Saturday, which is one of my favorite nicknames. Uh, the other driver, Nicholas Latifi, 25-year-old Canadian, kind of a fluffer by all accounts. Uh <laughs> Last year was his first as a full-time driver. Widely regarded as a fluffer on the grid. <laughs> I, you know, he's one of those guys. His dad's a, a, a business mogul, uh, had invested like $270 million in McLaren a couple years ago. I, I think he's got a seat because his dad's got a lot of money. Um, so we'll yeah, see. Yeah. Uh, didn't, didn't, uh, did not score a point last year. Um, what did you guys... Randy, this I'll, I'll direct this to you. How do you feel about Claire Williams? I think Claire, honestly, I think Claire, very sympathetic, sympathetic figure. She may have been a bit over in over her head with the whole operation, but I will say I have a ton of respect for her for stepping down gracefully and turning it over, recognizing that these guys, the, the guys being the PE company, have a much better chance of bringing Williams back to success than I do. Well, I think the pandemic kind of forced their hand a little bit too, right? They were losing money. Yeah, <laughs> they weren't going to have Let's any more be money. <laughs> but in the series too, she's pretty. She's not too proud, right? She's not. No, too stubborn. it it's, seems like she doesn't have a big ego at all. I'll tell you who she reminds me of: Katie Blackburn from the Cincinnati Bengals. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah. She's the GM. She's like uh, Mike Brown's uh, daughter. She's kind of the 
she does the financial side of the salary cap. Yeah. Not, not so much the personnel side. They don't have a GM, yeah. <laughs> which is a big problem. Uh, yeah. So that's the Williams team. Uh, in, in a quick nutshell, who uh, TC is going to oh. tell us about the Haas team that oh. finished ninth last year. I Hello, think- Gene. Hello. Hey, Gene. <laughs> hey, I, I know. I know. We were fucking wankers. Ah. You know I will handle this, Gene. You know, Gene, you know we just got to keep working at it. Uh, yeah, Haas. Perennial, <laughs> perennial wankers. <laughs> I, they're you know, so lovable though. They're not. They haven't been a perennial doormat because Williams has been the doormat. <laughs> I think they are gonna downgrade into the doormat this year. I think this is the year that, uh, by all accounts, it sounds like uh, they have they have completely mailed it in on development of their car, uh, and they're they're putting all their eggs in the 2022 <laughs> basket. Haas scored just three points during the 2020 season. Uh, their lowest tally. They've, they've been around for five years. Um, they're they're a privateer company, so they 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 are not affiliated with one of the the larger automakers. Um, they kind of source their parts um, from from everywhere. But they seems like it's been going well. They've got a Ferrari power unit, which big fucking problem last year. <laughs> but their team principal Gunther is probably one of the most lovable people in all of Formula One. His um, talent as a team principal is up for debate, but <laughs> he said uh, that even repeating that haul of three points in 2021 would mark a fantastic result <laughs> for the squad as they have as they batten down the hatches for a tough year ahead god throughout drive to survive he's just like he goes to the coffee machine he's like hey my new job you know he's like making himself a coffee he's always just shitting on himself it's so good and like they they always like the, the craziest shit always seems to happen to them where like you know i mean they had the crazy crash last year with grosjean and then uh, they've got two new drivers in the seat this year. Um, they always seem to fail, like fail in spectacular ways, like that, that kind of rewrite history. They're they're always finding new ways to fail. Uh, two rookie drivers this year: Mick Schumacher, son or or nephew of uh, Michael. I believe it's the son, yeah. right? Okay, it's a great bonus. Romantic, there. nostalgic yeah. senses. He was he uh, killed it in Formula Two. Last year, and then I believe he won the uh, won the title. He F2, did too, right? He did. And then uh, the guy that you know, very polarizing figure. <laughs> I want to get way out in front of this. Is TC's boy? TC's boy, <laughs> absolute. These guys, they've been seen run, running around Sochi together. TC came to me weeks. Randy, you gotta let me have Haas. You gotta let me preview Haas. They're, they're talking about um, Mazepin, of course, the Russian playboy, son of the uh, the fertilizer kingpin his father his father's worth you know he's like a petrochemical oligarch uh fertilizer oligarch whatever um crazy backstory but all that let's just say in russia if you're if you're a fertilizer (laughs) oligarch in russia you you've done chances are you've done some bad you've disposed of some bodies (laughs) his dad's tony perkis senior (laughs) his dad's uh bio is is crazy like you know was in the you know, was in the Russian military for a while, all that shit. Anyway, Mazepin is a complete lunatic on the track. Which is Bad which is great. I mean, for the clear upside of maybe getting three points, it's definitely worth bringing in a total, complete wild card. Well, right? that's like, it's going to be entertaining. They're going to get a shitload of publicity from it. They've already uh, gotten some bad publicity. They, they already, like, the right after they announced him as the driver, he, he was caught in some v- internet videos doing some bad things. Which I think he posted to his own Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember correctly. So, somewhat of an own goal. <laughs> a true own goal. He me to himself. Yeah. 
Um, and, and you know, it's, I, I, I'm just, I'm so, I'm more excited about Haas than I am. Like I would much rather be Haas than say Alfa Romeo or even Alpine and Renault. Like I would much rather be Haas and go down in flames and do it, <laughs> do it in like do it truly right. spectacular fashion. They play the game the right way. I don't think, I don't think Gene feels that way. <laughs> <laughs> like, Gene's like, well, I would Gene, be, I'd rather be anything so, but Haas. So Gene, the owner. Like he's been to federal prison for tax evasion. Yeah, but that was taxes. that was to prove a point. Wasn't that, it? Exactly. Yeah, it, yeah, he fought it all the way to the end. He's like, I'm not. <laughs> that was a I'm moral not, stand. Yeah, it was. He's like, he like Haas is a team of iconoclasts. <laughs> yeah. Also, Haas's business, like the way he made his money, fascinates me. It's like shop, pro, like you know, uh, automated um, machining, like for construction. You know, and like it just, it's like the guy's a billionaire from like a very specific type of construction niche. niche construction machine that he just like started making out of college and just built a business up to billions. It's crazy. <laughs> but but well, he didn't make enough money because he needs the Russians now to float. Yeah. There's a there's a scene in Drive to Survive in in like one of the middle episodes where where Gunter's on the phone with, with Gene after I think uh Magnuson spins out on the first first lap and then Grosjean gets just bodied, just gets alphaed by everybody. And because he oh he refused to pit he didn't go in like when he was supposed to go they told him to box and he didn't do it and then he just his tires just like just doesn't have it people are just zooming by him and Gunter's like what the fuck man and then he gets on the phone and he's like hey Gene you know he's like he gets the call like going to the team to team uh, module and he's like oh shit you know you just know it's Gene right hey hey Gene hey Gene how are you and you just like they kind of get the subtitles of what Gene's saying he's like I'm not giving you any more money no I understand I wouldn't give me any more money either Gene. <laughs> Just like it's so, it's so good. Well, it sounds like they like this is they've totally just written off this year. They're building because there's all the new regulations in 2022. Which, if you want to read about that, you can we'll, probably we'll get deep into that in next year's preview <laughs> as soon as we have our head around it. Yeah. Well, not only is Mazepin like a a wild card, like off the oh, the he's track. a lunatic on the track, lunatic, like yeah, very very dangerous yeah. racer. Like, well. <laughs> Go out of his way to like almost wreck people. Has done some incredibly shady shit in Formula it's in, Two. It's, it's awesome. Well, the, I love the, it. The other thing with Haas from this season of Drive to Survive, Gunter goes to Germany, and they don't I, they don't really tell you who the company is, but basically sits down with the company. To, to, he's like, Gene, I think I can find three to five million, but we have to have a German driver. <laughs> and so I think that's part of them landing Mick Schumacher, and and also maybe the you know the Russian money too. It's like there's a. It's like, yeah, we'll give you the money, but you have to have like, you know, a, we're we're gonna have a say in who's in the car. Oh, for sure. There's a big pay for play uh, to get drivers in the in the seat. Haas, and that, what a spectacular! Just so excited for him. So man. excited. Yeah. Uh, Over right. under three points. What do we think Haas gets to three points this year? Got it. I think if they're if they're like really wanting to get three, I'll take the under. It might yeah. be something where Mazepin takes out half. That's the, what I was gonna half say. Half the grid, and then <laughs> yeah. And then Schumacher gets sounds like Schumacher's a stud. And also, it's God. I'm just glad I. But Mazepin will also go crash Schumacher even once he's done. No, if he takes everybody else out, out, yeah. yeah. Like Grosjean is, you know, he's kind of a likable guy, but he's so frustrated. It's like God, get this guy out of here. Like he's not like I thought. Magnussen was like I kind of liked his style. He was at least calm. So I was bummed when he got got the axe, and they made it sound like in in Drive to Survive that only one of them was going to go, and then. We're just like, nope, see you both. <laughs> Which is a total fake out. Yeah, I, and, and the power unit should be better this year with the Ferrari power unit, but it sounds like the rest of the car is just a complete fucking disaster. And Williams is clearly getting better. 
And also, it's not like football or basketball where tanking gets you like a high draft pick. Like you don't no, get not. you get a little extra wind turbine time if you like fall down in the rankings in the off season. But uh, that wind tunnel time or whatever, like practice time. But that's it. You don't get like a draft pick. Right? Oh, you, you just know, like, lose yeah. more money. Uh, all right, Alpha Romeo. Uh, oh, Mr. Neil. Alpha Romeo. So I would put it's more, them. It's more like Beta Romeo. Yeah, I would put them on par a, a little bit with Haas. From a, it sounds like from a budget standpoint, they have about the same amount of money as Haas. Um, and then I love their uh, their team principal, um, who's. Name is Frederick Vassar. He's this like guardy little, guardy little guy. He's like very, he seems very wily. And he and Gunter <laughs> seem to have like a pretty close, jolly friendship on the grid. There's like, yeah, you know, we both kind of suck, but uh, we're, we're, but we're both kind of cool with it. We're just trying to keep our jobs. You know, uh, what are you gonna do? Um, so like a storyline throughout the uh, Drive to Survive was um, Vassar's like inner. He brought Mick Schumacher in to like hang out with the team for a weekend. I I. It might have been at Silverstone. It was one of the races and almost kind of, you know, Gunter's like, oh, my God, like, we're trying to go after Schumacher. And 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 Vassar's kind of like, you know, pulling some politics on him and and rolling out the red carpet. And then that's causing problems with their drivers. But just back to the team itself, I believe they have a relationship almost kind of like um, AlphaTauri does with Red Bull. Of They're kind of like the junior Ferrari team. Do I have that right? Or are they totally separate? Well, they have a, a Ferrari power unit. I Candidly, I don't know the like the whole Sauber yeah, thing. It, it feels like they, they, yeah. they, they, they might have are, a little are kind of tight, but they used to be Sauber until 2018. Uh, Alfa Romeo used to sponsor uh, you know, Ferrari, um, Scuderia, Ferrari. Excuse they me. always used to, they also used to sponsor the Presidents Cup. Really? At, at uh, Liberty National, remember that? I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> they played so many um, commercials. It's crazy. I, did, I truly, I don't exaggerate this. I didn't watch one shot of that whole Presidents Cup. <laughs> It's one of my most proud. I was going to say, congratulations. Yeah. on Saturday, but Honorban Lahiri made a putt and like did the Tiger point when they were down 14 and a half, two and a half. It was yeah, awesome. I was there. How was it? Not, not very good. Uh, so February 1st, 2019, it was announced the team would enter, uh, Sauber would enter the 2019 season as Alfa Romeo Racing. According to like the F1 website, the preview, Alfa Romeo has opted for stability in 2021. They're keeping both of their drivers. Uh, first being... Stay hot, baby. Uh, yeah, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Kimi uh, Raikkonen. Which I got um, roasted last year for saying that Kimi Raikkonen does nothing for me. I've since educated myself. Yeah, that was a hand up moment. He's yeah. kinda, he's like, he seems like the F1's like resident curmudgeon. Like... He, you know, in the interviews and Drive to Survive, he's like, "Yeah, I'm only here because you're paying me to be. Like, I I hate you guys." You know who his comp is? He's VJ. Yeah, he, like won't go away. He 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 logged the most laps during testing, which like is the VJ just hit pounding balls. Yeah. He's just a lifelong pro. He yeah. was really good for a while. Yeah, and then is now just like won't go. I was away. gonna say he won the t- uh, 2007 driver championship. Yeah, and he's just he's he's the wily vet. He, and he just wants Red everyone to, to leave him alone. Um, and then the other driver, Antonio uh, Giovinazzi, um, sounds like he's Ferrari. super speedy, but uh, kind of a loose cannon as well. Like kind of just all over the map, very inconsistent, but he's got some speed around the track. Um, he doesn't do a lot for me. He's you know, but he's Italian. He's kind of a you know, I think he's one of the first Italian drivers in F one in a long time. Um, that team does nothing for me. And yeah, and it just kind of feels a playboy like, at least. Oh, I mean, in, they do a little bit of a, a bio on him in Drive to Survive, 
but not really. He's, he doesn't have a ton going for him. He gets he gets real territorial when Mick Schumacher comes into the picture. And he's <laughs> okay. like, he's kind of uh, ice cold with uh, with old Mick because he thinks you know obviously he thinks he's going to take his job. Um, and he had a couple you know he won a few points last year it looks like, but I mean it, it kind of feels like Alfa Romeo is a lot like Haas, but just without like the the it, just a little bit more apathetic. Like you know yeah, yeah whatever you know we're just kind of. You know, if you guys want to poach our drivers, you can. Actually, we have two drivers that you probably don't want to poach. So, like, everybody just kind of leaves them alone is kind of what I – the sense that I get. The so, whole, the they're, whole, they're, they're, they're like a cost on strong um, antidepressants. Yeah, yeah. Just, they're very, they're <laughs> super apathetic is, is the is the vibe I get. And and I'm curious if that, like – you know, even Raikkonen's, like, his whole personality is, like, don't fucking talk to me. Like, nobody talk to me. Nobody. You know, it, the team included. Like, I don't want – on the radio, I don't want to hear it. Like, it's so I don't care. weird to see the career progressions where you, you get some guys that go through Formula 3, Formula 2. You get some guys that, like, it looks like Giovinazzi came through kind of Le Mans and all sorts of weird shit. Um, I don't, it's just, yeah. And, like, he's never really been all that successful at, like, any of these levels except for Formula Pilota China 2012. Which you can't – I mean, you can't take that away from him. So, yeah, that's all I got on Alfa Romeo. I mean, a pretty apathetic preview for an apathetic team. All right. Thank you, Neil. Uh, let's go to uh, from Alfa Romeo to Alfa Tari, Mr. Pi. Okay, so, <laughs> okay, Mr. Pi. I mean, I think I got two words for you guys. Yuki Sonoda, right? That's uh, the big takeaway <laughs> on the grid is the, the five-foot spark plug. <laughs> From Japan. Sensation. The sensation coming into, uh, you know, I, I, I get strong, uh, you know, I don't know if it's too on the nose, but uh, it's like, so who's the guy that came, uh, played for the Yankees? Uh, uh, from Japan, Hideki Arabu, Hideki Matsui, <laughs> Matsui, Matsui, yeah. big Matsui, oh, yeah, got Matsui, <laughs> Matsui, except for just five feet tall. Uh, but just first first Japanese uh, driver since I think 2014. Can we set the scene real quick? Just because we've graduated, we did 10, 9, and 8. Alpha Romeo got eight points last year, and Alpha Tori got 107. So like we're in a different bracket now as we get up to Alpha Tori. They're That's saying it. there's no midfield this year. It's just the field, and then there's like the two or three <laughs> shitty teams. That's a, a Incredibly important distinction. Uh, so, Alphatari come in. Candidly, you guys did a little bit more on your previews than I did here. You guys are deeper in it than than <laughs> oh, I am. But, come on. Uh, well, I, I, that's the big one. Is you know, I want to give a shout out to Daniel Kvyat, uh, who's on his way out. He he's been replaced by Sonoda. And I also one of my favorite things from the off season was uh, Max Verstappen taking. Uh, his seat at Red Bull and then falling up by taking his girlfriend. <laughs> so he got cucked and then he lost <laughs> his many, job many years his later. mom. Yeah. And, uh, like just, a girl that's nine years older than Verstappen. Uh, truly, I think we've mentioned it before, but of all the women on the whole planet Earth that, that you could choose, choosing that one is seems like it really sends a message. Well, that's because Mac, Max is for sure a sociopath. Yes. yes. Totally agree. Very talented one. Uh, so Sonoda has, uh, he's kind of dominated at every level. He was uh, third place in F2 last year, seven podiums, three wins. Uh, he's been a, I think, you know, maybe not lifelong, but he's been in the, in the Red Bull junior program for, for quite a while. Uh, Which is typically a race to nowhere because Christian Horner is going to destroy your confidence. That and, feels like a one very specific, <laughs> yeah. one based on one very specific instance. Horner's uh, pretty, he's, he's a Machiavelli, Machiavellian character though, man. We could, we could spend a lot of time breaking him down, but please continue. Uh, 
So one thing I want to point out, this was from the F1 preview, as most of the things I'm going to regurgitate were, but uh, really appreciated uh, Sonoda using DRS during his testing laps, which totally legal, but very unconventional, uh, and got him within a hundredth of uh, Max Verstappen's record time. So It's like, it's like fake juice. It's, it's exactly like fake yeah, juice. I, dumb question. Can someone explain DRS? Not dumb at all. Not okay, because I, I, that's one thing you see a lot of in drivers. Oh, he's in DRS range. Like, what the fuck does that mean? It's ba- think Is of it, it like you basically hitting a turbo button that you're only allowed to hit during you know, certain the star parts mode of in the- Mario Kart. Yeah, so it's like the not. It's like yeah. If you're within one second of the racer in front of you in the designated DRS zones, usually straightaways, you can go into DRS and it drops your rear fin and and like basically makes it more aerodynamic and you can pass by them, right? But so, the guy in front cannot use DRS. Unless there's somebody second, in front of him. If he's within one second and with somebody in front of him, he can okay. also be in DRS. And the goal there is to encourage more passing yes. or action. Okay, Correct. cool. Because Thank like you. the way the current cars work, like dirty, like basically you would have a big overtake problem if they didn't have DRS because of like dirty air, leaving cars in front, getting to the ones behind. It's okay. like... TC sent a great video over last year that was like explaining. It kind of feels like cheating a little bit. I didn't like it. And then you explain it. It's like racing would be really boring without the DRS. There's like too much downforce. And it probably won't be. I don't know if it's going to exist in next year's regulations, but I think it's something they probably would like to address and not have in the the sport. Okay. Uh, A couple background things I probably should have started with, but of course, AlphaTauri is the... Uh, many people call the junior program of of Red Bull kind of the JV team, which I think you know adds a little bit of a gritty uh, upstart vibe to them. The apparently the the team principals do not like this term; they they prefer sister team to <laughs> to uh, Red Bull. But of course, we saw you know the swapping of Pierre Gasly, and uh, you know they they tend to promote their drivers from AlphaTauri to Red Bull, and and many people thinking maybe after. Uh, after Sergio Perez moves on, that uh, you know this Japanese sensation might be destined for big time things at Fra- Red Bull. Franz Toast, big fan of his. Franz Toast and Helmut Marco, joint team principals. <laughs> yeah, but he's kind of like the Red Bull godfather a little bit. Like he's uh, Marco's always sitting with Christian Horner, and he seems like the overarching Red Bull advisor. Correct. So they're they're you know different teams, but they obviously are working together trying to. Uh, you know, share key learnings, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, very plucky team. Very, very Efficient. plucky team. Super fun to root for. I and think. they got a new Honda power plant this year, right? Thank you, TC. Yeah, I totally had that on my uh, <laughs> on my preview. But yes, thank you. Uh, of course, the other driver, Pierre Gasly. Can't mention him without, uh, okay, Pierre. <laughs> without thinking of his amazing win last year in Italy, uh, especially after, you know, being very painfully, shamefully demoted uh, from the main Red Bull team back to AlphaTauri and uh, just a hectic-ass race in Monza, I believe, last year. and The Temple of Speed. The Temple of Speed held on, got a W. Just, I mean, who for, for whom wasn't that the the highlight of last year? I mean, it was just it, it was awesome. it, 1A and 1B with the, the, outer, the outer ring at Bahrain, in my opinion. Uh, so many people said, you know, my sources on F1.com, uh, <laughs> they're, they're saying the A202 looks, quote, fast and stable. Hell yeah. Was... Uh, so, you know, keep an eye on that. The boys could be a, a dark horse for some big results this year. That's the chassis for anybody wondering what the A202. Uh, yeah, I the, the, the word that stuck out to me is like these guys are the most efficient group out there right now. Um, they're 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 the Oakland A's, which right I love. Uh, it gets my juices flowing. You know, the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, but they're so there was that whole, and we'll get to the racing point 
issue with them copying the Mercedes car, but like allegedly, the, the as sister teams, they can't share. It's not the same car, right? Right. So Each they're building. Has to they have to build own. and design their own car. Yeah. So they're not. Yeah. They're not share. There's only so much they can share. But I'm sure they can share a lot from either like management standpoint or yeah, you know things when like they that. sign contracts yeah. and stuff like that. Okay, probably synergy somewhere. Sure. Uh, sorry, I can't reiterate enough. I don't know how tall most of these guys are, but <laughs> five, like five feet, five foot flat is going to be sick if he. Well, and Gas Gasly's tiny too. I he, think they're all know? probably pretty tiny, but yeah. I, I just I I can't wait to see the kind of the lineup of of guys. I mean, like Lewis Hamilton does. He he looks like a very normal sized dude, right? I mean, it, it kind yeah. of, kind of a, like I mean, not a unit, but I mean a uh, an athletic looking guy. Nick Schumacher looks like a little bit of a unit. Again, just having just Chairman. having this this five foot uh, five foot dude on the starting line is going to be a thrill. I'm excited to see that. I just I just can't I can't it can't be overstated how bad Christian Horner was to Gasly. I he gave did him, him dirty. He gave him a fair shot. Like, he made the wrong decision. Though. I think the, the stats and, and, and Albon was terrible. Albon wasn't great, and he got rid of Albon. So go back and look at the Red Bull like driver like the young drivers thing. Horner has crushed almost every single one of their dreams except for Max. Except for Max. Yeah. Max, Max is kind of like Bane. He got out of the pit. Uh, all right, so I take us uh, – you got the, 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 uh, the team in red. It's amazing to speak of Ferrari coming uh, up sixth in the grid in 2020, not really even within earshot of Renault in fifth place. They almost got beat by AlphaTauri, and we're talking about the oldest team in, in Formula One history. I think they still get like thirty million dollars a year from Formula One just for just for being Ferrari. I think this is the last year of that, if I if I heard right. Um, to, to put that a, a fine point on that, they almost got beat by their JV team. Yeah, like they had a truly horrible year. Truly really embarrassing. Unpacking that a little bit, it definitely would sound like, and it's highlighted in Drive to Survive as well. They had some major malfeasance going on in in twenty nineteen. Um, a lot of teams had some raised some issues about whatever they hell they were doing. It gets kind of complicated, but if we get real technical, they were uh, running oil-based intercooler fluids, which seep into the fuel mixture under pressure, thus boosting engine power. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's damning. There hate, was hate hearing that. There <laughs> was something something happened behind closed doors between the FIA. Uh, which I believe has been um, Ferrari. It's been nicknamed the Ferrari International Assistance or something like that. Uh, a settlement was reached behind closed doors as to what you know, what the you know, what they what they were doing, what the punishment was, whatever. But when they came out in 2020, their car was nowhere near as close to as good as it was in 2019. So whatever they were up to, it was helping them a lot. There seemed to be a lot of credence to the beefs that a lot of teams had with whatever they were doing. I don't know what happened behind closed doors, but it's theorized that, you know, they were giving they didn't want proprietary information about what they were doing getting to other teams, so they reached this agreement basically like tip the FIA office to how they were able to try to circumvent this rule and give them information in in, in exchange for, you know, lesser punishment if you will. And but so that that was from 2019. That happened in 2019 and 2020 is the first year of like I think of, even, the, of the stink. even before yeah. 2019 too, like in the years leading up, I think. I, I believe yeah. so. And so yeah. they basically had to stop doing that and yeah. then in 2020 they had a horrible year because horrible they lost year. their advantage. Truly horrible. The real losers of that are is Haas. Yes, so they had to use the stinky They punish Haas. Too. <laughs> yeah. Hate that. Um, but just get <laughs> to like Gee, it's just Gee, a bad engine. You know, I, I don't know what to tell you. A bunch of fucking wankers. <laughs> and, we don't, and we don't know how to cheat. 
I mean, it's a it's a truly legendary team. They were second in 2019, the year they cheated. Uh, second in 18, 2017, third in 16, second in 15. Like Ferrari, for those of us that are quite new to the sport, like I, this is my first year watching it, and they sucked. But like, if you have followed racing for a long time, it was very very outside the box season. Charles Leclerc, or as he says in Drive to Five, Charles Leclerc, which I really thought it was a different way to pronounce it, but he says it very differently. <laughs> okay. He's back for his third season at Ferrari. He finished eighth in the driver's race in 2020, despite having a very shitty car. Out is little bitch Sebastian Vettel, who just spent the entire year just being a total bitch uh, at Ferrari. Maybe with good reason, but... Very whiny. He was very easy to root against last year. When he's not whining, his vibe reminds me of Stenson. Yeah, like he kind of looks like him. so on. Yeah. yeah, he just like he just kind of he seems very like dry. he's actually very dry and funny, but like when it's not going his way, he's a dick. <laughs> well, it sounds like he he had a great appearance in uh, Drive to Survive. He was shitting on Ferrari openly. Oh, it was awesome! They had this like hundred year like this big anniversary, and then like the night before their big party at at Monza, he just announces he's he's out. <laughs> just like <laughs> totally stole the spotlight, and then the next morning they're like. Really, man? Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, I had to do it. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> he came up with some excuse. They like tried to come up with a re- like. We're gonna say that this was the reason why you announced. He's on like, the well, stage. that was that the was reason. the reason. Yeah. <laughs> 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 was All right, man. And they cut the horn or just being like, that wasn't the reason. Which again, Vettel's like a four-time world champion. If I think I have that right, with previously with Red Bull, like a a obviously a, a very distinguished career. So it was weird to see him way in the back of the pack last year, but just seemed like absolutely nothing went right. I think that's one of the. Things I found the most interesting about F1 is that you have these guys who were just absolute monsters, and there's so much money in it that you gotta just. There's a very natural progression to which you kind of just have to toil in obscurity at the end of your career. You know what I mean? Like Fernando Alonso, or go out you saw on top. that, or go out on top. And there, there's just a lot of guys that like that's kind of your Raikkonen example, right? Like, oh, who the fuck? This guy sucks. What? Why doesn't he leave? It's like, yo, check it out. He used to be the best. Yeah, and it's just, uh, I don't know. I guess it's kind of like golf in that way, but it's it's interesting. So Vettel's out. In comes Carlos Sainz. He finished sixth in the standings in a McLaren in 2020, and his cousin. Uh, yeah, his, God, his, his cousin, cousin manager. Um, so mixed reviews for for Ferrari when it comes to testing. When they came out in testing last year, it was very very evident that something was quite wrong. Um, if I look at the exact numbers, like on short run pace and long run pace, they're still in the back of the pack. Yet, like on the Formula One website, they're also talking about how straight line speed is no longer an issue. Uh, they've said after preseason testing, it's a good sign for 2021. And both Leclerc and Sainz clocked well in Bahrain. So. I honestly don't know what to do. The take other thing signs related that I, I like, and you see it with uh, with Checo, with Sergio Perez, is some of the sponsors that follow the driver around. And for uh, okay. science, it's Estrella, the the Spanish the beer. beer company. It's like, you know, that's like a, it's like an old family friend of his dad's or something. They're like, yeah, whatever car he's in, like put our logo on it. We're in. I I think for me, there's not a, a team principle that matches up better than. That Mattia, I would say Bono- yeah, Bonotto. He's such a pussy. Now that they have, <laughs> he's got a tough haircut <laughs> and those glasses. Those guys, oh, he's very punchy. It looks like a, his haircut looks like a mushroom cloud, you know, <laughs> coming out of his head. It's not. It, it looks the, like a cartoon the, character. Yeah, with the glasses. I was going to say yeah. now that they have signs too. I, I feel like they don't have. There's probably no team whose drivers match 
their brand better yeah. than Ferrari also. It's just a couple of kind of pretty just, boys. They seem Total like pretty boys, like blood. extremely glamorous. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. we hang out in, in Monte Carlo and we fucking race fast cars <laughs> yeah. and, and probably hang out with chicks. That's, <laughs> that's pretty much what we do, man. Yeah. Yeah. And we <laughs> smoke cigars with our, with, yeah. with our pinkies out. It's simple, man. That's yeah. what we're about. That's we, what we're all We were about. made for and, luxury. And those cars, they're bright red. Okay? <laughs> yes, exactly. Check it out. You can't miss us. <laughs> Another great highlight is uh, Silvio, one of the women that works for uh, for Ferrari. He's like, yeah, and we did you know, a post you know, a post celebrating your career here with Red Bull, Sebastian. He's like, yeah. oh, thank thank you, Silvia. Thank you. He's just, no, no, not thank you, Silvia. It's from the whole team. Thank you, Silvia. <laughs> <laughs> Vettel is truly just fucking with him. So that's Ferrari. Oh, be very, very curious to see if they bring the dump trucks back in uh, in 2021. Tully, I uh, hate to put you on the spot. We're going two for with you, though, wow. bud. Uh, you got the newly named Alpin. Alpine, Alpine is how it's pronounced. They actually just released a video on social media talking, walking you through how to pronounce it, which uh, is Alpine. Um <laughs> So out from the Alpine team uh, this past for this current year, Daniel Ricardo um, Cyril is shown being quite emotional in Drive to Survive season three about you know Danny deciding to basically they dedicated an entire episode to Danny leaving the team and how emotional Cyril is. So you can imagine how emotional Cyril was when he lost his job. He's one of my favorite characters. I like Cyril, too. I love Cyril. Cyril's gone. Cyril is gone from Alpine. Yes, Uh, so. He's probably especially emotional about that. In comes Fernando Alonso, who is recovering from a cycling accident from about a month ago. He's got two titanium plates in his head. Trap draw listeners will know all about that. We, yeah. we covered that. Fernando Alonso, in all the pictures I see of him, he looks like a NASCAR driver. He looks like he looks yeah, like the the, uh, the 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 European version of Tony Stewart. Boom! <laughs> Great pull there. He, he's and he's uh much. He's been out. He was out for a year, right? Been out for a couple years. Twenty eighteen was the last year he raced. Um, and again, former world champion, two-time world champion, has had success with this team when it was Renault. Um, he fi- and Renault, or so Alpine finished fifth in 2020. Uh, that's pretty much where, right around where they've been for the last several years. They were fifth in 2019, fourth in 18, sixth in 17, and ninth in 2016. So they've been on a decent trajectory. Uh, Esteban Ocon returns in the other seat. Ocon was 12th last year in the driver standings. Ricardo was fifth. Uh, so yeah, Ricardo beat Ocon's ass for the most part. Uh, Ocon did get a podium in the second to last race of the year. I feel like Ocon kind of gets a, a pass from you. Yeah. No, I, I don't I think like he's, I'm, Ocon. Stinks. He's I, a beta. I like Ocon. Renault and Alpine, all that. Pussy. It's they're they're very very French. Max, oh, I remember when Max put a bony finger in his chest in season two. Like, I I don't like Ocon from when when he and Checo had beef. Sure. He, I will say if if you don't like the silver spoon, you know my dad paid for me to be in this car. O- Ocon would be the guy to like. That's why Tron doesn't like him. <laughs> <laughs> why, he's like self-made? Basically. He's very yeah. self-made. Okay. I do. If, if anybody has a problem with Daniel Ricciardo, besides the way that he shoots a basketball, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, like, I don't know. That, feel, that feels like a you problem. Uh, man, totally R- agree. Ricciardo is annoying, though. He's so annoying in Drive to Survive. He's just so chipper. And it's like, yo, just shut up. And like, it, So how do you feel about him leaving Renault or now Alpine? I think McLaren's going to be awesome. I'm, I think I'm, that's a good decision. McLaren might be my my squad. I think he got there him very and Lando's quickly. great. Yo, this ain't it. Yeah, yeah. not that's it. That's fair. I think the biggest loss with Renault, I, I would take issue also with your 
you know, when you're on the TV show, you should shut up and do your job. No, I, no, I it's not. That. I just his his personality is grating to me. It I, just I, I don't. It. He's, I don't ha- he's a happy guy. I, I just find him to be like faux. It's like faux. Something nice. stinks. Yeah, there. it's just like oh no, oh no, Cereal's upset with me. I wouldn't. I don't. Why can't we be friends? Because you're a fucking like asshole, and you just bailed on him I'm after a year. You, whiffs of JJ no, Watt thought, always I knows where the camera is. Boom. <laughs> no, but I I don't think. I don't think he's as corny as he puts off on like I think there's actually like a very real very substantive person there. I think he's a really good driver too. I think he got done dirty at Red Bull. I think he is a good driver. For he sure. left Red Bull. No, but they kind of Well, he Max is better. For Max money, is better yeah. than him and so he didn't like that so he left. Like I don't think he I, I think there are some politics there with, you know, Horner. <laughs> TC's got it out for a Horner. Spice, spice boys aren't Horner. I think Horner's good at this job. I would say that the biggest uh, um, miss here or the biggest loss uh, is Renault. Just the name not being able to hear. Oh, the Renault is in the gravel. Oh, the Renault. You know, it just it, – it, it really sounds good when the announcers are calling out Renault getting bodied. It's, it's the French team, right? I don't yeah. want to like the French team. Bring back freedom for yeah, us. Freedom for us only for TC. Patriot. Everyone stands for freedom. <laughs> for freedom's his first priority. Oh, all right. God. So anything else to add on Alpine? Uh, I, that that's that about does it. I I really I wish I had more appreciation for Alonzo. I hope I hope he has a successful successful year because like you were saying like about Raikkonen, all these like his like drivers that have these distinguished careers. I don't like watching them in the later phases, like wondering if they're just collecting a paycheck. Or I, I, I don't understand the sport well enough to understand what what makes drivers great. Like what, how much you owe to the car, how much you owe to the team and the structure and all that. So I, I, w- I feel like I would be enthused to watch to see Alonso come back and do some really cool things. Otherwise, I'm just like, what are we just watching the cars excel? Yeah. Basically, is it is it is that what makes Verstappen and Red Bull go and Lu- and Hamilton and Mercedes? But then, go? But then putting Lewis into or uh, putting, um, what's his name? George. George into the Mercedes, and he was flying around Bodas. Like, all right, there's a driver component here, right? Yeah, uh, but like also the car component being like, oh, oh totally. <laughs> but like, but, yeah. but but seeing him outpacing, yeah, Bodas in the same car. When I I got to talk to Will Buxton last year, and I, he he explained it great. I asked him that same thing, like, what what. What's the line between driver and, and car? And he said it's a mixture. You know, it's hard to say exactly. But uh, if if you ski or if you've ever done anything that involves like, you know, even if you've like driven a car before, where you get to that edge where you truly feel like, oh god, am I out of control? Like this could go either way. Um, he's like the the best drivers have the ability to put themselves in that situation the most often, and so. Some drivers can get there, like Lewis Hamilton can get there, and then that's where the the car comes in, where it's like, okay, well, if let, let's say two two guys can put themselves in that situation equally, then it comes down to like the car dynamics and 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 there physics, also seems but. to be a very distinct cadence to the season, and I think you know maybe last year was a little bit different just with COVID and everything like that, but there was um you know it's it's a long season, it's a lot of races in a row, and and it seems like there's it's a mental battle. Right of of staying fresh and and learning new tracks and all that stuff. And you don't realize they're constantly trying to get the most out of the least. Like they're constantly trying to preserve power. They're they're pushing their tires. Like like they don't turn it all the way up. They, mm-hmm. Essentially, they're they're trying to get across the line the quickest 
while like minimizing everything that they can. Uh, so it's a, it's a very weird dynamic that way. There's two things I'd like to discuss at some point in this pod. One being qualifying and two, like the length of the season and how much of a drag the back half of the season felt once the, once the races were basically concluded. We can maybe save that for the end. Let, let's save that right before we draft. Uh, all right, let's keep going with the team previews. Can't wait for this one. TC breaking down the Aston Martin. Yeah. Um, yeah, first of all, I think it would be cool if you if you apologized on behalf of Cyril and uh and oh, Horner. Thanks, Cyril, for his service, for bringing it to our attention. Uh, I think Cheating Aston Martin. Cheating Aston Racing Point. The bad dudes. So in 2019, if you've had to change your name twice in three years, you're, you're probably doing it's a some much shady better shit. name. What Aston Martin. Hiding? They got the they got the Forest Green now, a Legacy Car Company. I love that. <laughs> Sounds like a rebranding for yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, they didn't have the like the fluoride or water company. So you didn't you don't think that they they Hopefully copied they stopped making that color paint? No, I think that they they were using like they they were allowed to do this shit in 2019, and then 2020 rolls around, and they tell them they can't do this stuff, but they, they're allowed to use certain stuff. They're not allowed to use other stuff. Everybody's cheating. Look at what Mercedes did last year. They popped their, they popped the fucking steering wheel in and out. This Which is was ruled to be legal. Classic whataboutism. Yeah, that was, it no, didn't yeah. even Honestly, you know, they, they've... What they've, about Toto's emails? They've had... I was a, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's talking about that. I was a big... I was a big Force India fan. V, of course. Of course. Of course you all were. of us are big As Force we India. all were. Yeah. VJ, VJ was my guy. Got done dirty, uh, for sure. Yes. People yes. have had it out for this <laughs> team since... Never since their VJ fault. Was, was doing his thing. And, you know, and then Lawrence Stroll rolls up, rocks up. And, really saves the day if you think about it. <laughs> and, you know, you you labeled Lawrence kind of an alpha. I wouldn't say he's – I mean, I he's he wants total, to be an alpha. I think he is. I I mean, he You're, seems – they're scared shitless of him it, on he that is, team. It is Otmar's such, a very good, very good uh, team principal. I think it's such a comp for Phil Mickelson. Like I just, I yeah. think he looks like him. I think he walks like him. He wears him. the same sunglasses. Wears the same sunglasses. I think he's like <laughs> no, Phil's outrageous. So much I mean, Phil is not cool. There's no, Phil like, is so much cooler than than Lawrence. Lawrence I, I, is. I think it's pretty equal. Lawrence has something in his contract about like has to be the lead person in terms of slow motion scenes with sunglasses <laughs> on. Like he's always just walking with sunglasses on and a very yeah. serious face in slow motion. Lawrence the entire series. reminds me of if you if you combined Colin Montgomery's physique. With and like looks with Phil Mickelson's kind of persona, yeah, he's kind of dumpy and and <laughs> uh, sure. If, anyway, it's a smokescreen. We're talking about the cheating. Very stiff collars. Um, stiff. But everybody oh, wants, everybody wants fine, to shit fine. on. <laughs> everybody wants to shit on Lance. Lance had a distinguished <laughs> career pre F one, and Lance Lance had a decent season last year. I don't think he. I don't think he's resting on his laurels or anything like that. Lance is, Lance is Lawrence's son. If anybody doesn't know, yeah, my dad. I find it. <laughs> my dad. Lance yeah. doesn't do himself any favors. I don't know, Dad. Can we tell him? <laughs> Their personalities seem to be very different. Yeah, but like, do you find Lance to be an easy guy to root for? Not really. And he okay. got the vid last year. He was just hate there's, that. There's Nobody's holding like, that against. There him. seemed like something missing, or he was he wasn't quite himself. And then he, you know, he started to started to find it again. I think I think Sergio Perez was just a, like he was a big reason why I rooted for them. I like Sergio Perez. I was quite taken by his driving style and and uh, you know just I, I'm a who did he replace? Sergio Perez went to Red Bull. Went to that's okay. Yeah, yeah. 
And then uh, Vettel's coming in. I think Vettel's going to be a great fit there. It's just a matter of, you know, I'm hearing some rumors about the stability of the back end of the car. Mm. I mean, just copy that, what Mercedes does. Do you think that that <laughs> team to me is is up there in chances for inner driver drama? Vettel and... Yeah, Vettel's not Vettel's gonna and, like, and beat the shit out of Lance. That's yeah. what I mean. They, those I don't two think, don't. I don't think they're he's gonna. He's not gonna dive. suffer. I feel, like, I feel like Lance would just curl up in the fetal position. <laughs> yeah, I think it could be Daddy, really. Dad, he's got me to noogie again. <laughs> could be really humiliating for Lance. Vettel will not respect yeah. Lance. <laughs> that interesting. I'll be watching for yeah. that for sure. Either way, I think you know you guys. Obviously, you like to shit. It's it's sport for you guys. You like to shit on <laughs> Racing Point for sure. Aston Martin. <laughs> All of that, but you need to Trump be cognizant of their of their current trajectory. And I want to say I respect Otmar also. Thank you. He's cool. Uh, he is a professional. I'm yeah. glad. Otmar's I was going to cool. say the same thing. Otmar Sasnauer, Safnauer. Who could say? And he's Went to he's, from, he's from Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's truly terrified of, of Lawrence Stroll, <laughs> yeah. though. Like he's absolutely terrified he's going to lose his job at any minute. He he is on edge, and then but then he like rolls up to race day in like his red Ferrari like apparently he's got an epic collection of like he's a massive like he's a car enthusiast obviously but like I was like man that guy must be must be doing all right as a team principal it is interesting that the 15 point penalty they incurred for cheating cost them third place McLaren got yeah. third and they were they finished seven I would say it was still worth point. it though <laughs> probably <laughs> so they you're still they cheated they still two finished, minutes well worth it <laughs> they still finished ahead of Renault so fuck you Cyril I was going to say the trajectory of Aston Martin is either ending up in federal or international <laughs> prison or yeah. top of the grid. I, I But I will say this about Cyril. I think that F1 is worse off not having his little bitch ass around. <laughs> he's he brings. He, would you agree with that? Like, yeah, he was he's a, a, he was good, a good, good guy to be like, villain. oh, that guy, you know, he's he sucks. You know, yeah, he's a, yeah, but oh, I'm going to miss him. I just don't think you guys are giving enough credit to like Sergio Perez for he finished fourth no, in the driver standings is, is last year. Sweet. True dogs. He reached yeah. true dog status last year. Whereas you were you were very much before the season last year, Randy. I, I you didn't were, like him. I I will take Ocon over over Checo any day of the week. I'd like you to apologize. Well, in the early seasons of Drive to Survive, Checo felt like he was just you know oh, it's Carlos Slim money exactly right. Just it didn't feel like he was the, he, he belonged. The keeper of the take they got me. And so TC to address your I will apologize. I'm sorry. Thank you. That's cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Will you apologize for Stroll finishing 11th in the standings? Uh, we're not there yet, but if yeah. he if he because he got the vid and all that, <laughs> pressure been lower. Mega crowned he a did. couple of those races. Yeah, he did. Uh, all right, uh, three more to go. The Zach Brown band. The Zach Brown band. Uh, McLaren, <laughs> great season. Chicken fried radio. One of the one of the true legacy uh, teams in in Formula One. Based in England, founded by Bruce McLaren, who sounded like a badass. Uh, he was a New Zealand race car driver. Died in 1970 during a testing accident at the age of 32. Uh, I want to read you guys a quote. Can I read one thing from Otmar about Zach Brown first? Oh, please, there? yeah. Uh, when McLaren got in on the the complaint against uh, Racing Point, he's just like, "Yeah, Zach Brown's never put together a car in his entire life, so whatever he says, I don't take any stock in." <laughs> that was badass. That made me respect Otmar. <laughs> Uh, well, that's good. I'm going to bring up a little bit about Zach's uh, background. I want to say Bruce McLaren, uh, just some, some things to think about. In, he wrote a book in 1964 called From the Cockpit. Uh, he was talking about the death of a former teammate, but very uh, very prescient considering he would die in an accident in 1970. 
He said, quote, the news that he died instantly was a terrible shock to all of us, but who is to say that he had not seen more, done more, and learned more in his few years than many people do in a lifetime? To do something well is so worthwhile that to die trying to do it better cannot be foolhardy. It would be a waste of life to do nothing with one's ability, for I feel that life is measured in achievement, not in years alone. That's how I feel about the podcast. There's nothing worse than wasted talent. (laughs) Exactly. So Bruce McLaren... Badass. A lot of history with this team. Have won eight Constructors Championships. Not since 1998, though, have they won one. Uh, They've had 12 drivers win championships. The last was Lewis Hamilton in 2008 uh, at the start of his uh, ascendancy. Um, Have been on the climb in recent years. Finished sixth in the Constructors standings in 2018. Moved up to fourth in 2019. And then, of course, third last year. Uh, look to be the class of the midfield. And with Ricardo coming in, you know, maybe can challenge for for that top two position. They, of course, are running a Mercedes power unit. Uh, of course. For, for the gearheads, their chassis is an MCL35M. Uh, all right, let's talk personnel. Zach Brown, great music. I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> well, great guitar player, not good music. <laughs> I, I I was critical just of nothing. If I can, real quick, there is nothing, and I don't say this lightly, there's nothing that makes me more upset. As you guys have seen my house, I live on a very busy pedestrian street. Three times a day, there are people biking past, listening to that fucking chicken fried song as loud as humanly possible. So loud. I hate that Not song. Not as bad as the Beach Boys kid. No, I'm worried about the Beach Boys. I'm going to bring a speaker a out next time we play golf, and I'm going to just throw on some it's Zach so, Brown. Oh, a little horrible. bit of chicken fry. Oh, and then the Cold beer on Friday night. Yeah, then let's thank the boys in uniform in the middle of the song. Just the ultimate pandering. Go ahead. <laughs> but Keep Zach going. Brown, I felt, you know, he's, he's, Good guitar player. he's definitely going back. He's definitely kind of a pretty boy. Definitely. Of course. Of likes course. to, he's a former, he's a former driver Raced. right yeah, yeah yeah he drove yeah big like lamont's guy um you know seems like kind of a kind of a jock kind of a a face a little bit but well, well you he's know a what? marketer he, he's getting the fucking results can i say this too tremendous celebrator like some of his celebrations in the pit like when lando norris gets the podium like he nails the high fives not an easy thing for people to do Nails the celebration every time he's loves hugging well, people. Yes, too. no, nobody's got a better like. He's got the cell phone on the belt clip. He's got the the power look of like the button down jeans. Just a walking know. command center. Like, you see these shoes. Collars. These shoes are Italian. They're worth more than your life. You know, like he's he's got the deal maker look. Uh, he he's got it dialed. Well, he comes from L.A., born in Los Angeles, so I think a little SoCal seeping through there. And then, uh, like I said, he's he's a marketer. So after he finished racing. Yeah. He founded his own motorsport marketing agency, uh, JMI, which grew to like one of the largest in all of uh, auto racing. And so, yeah, to Obmar's point, I, he's—I don't think he's never like been in the garage. He's—he's he's always been a driver and a marketer and and just a businessman. I could see him being kind of a Team Rose kind of guy. What's Team? What's Team Rose? Justin Rose. Oh, Rose. <laughs> Just, just similar, similar, yeah. vibes. Maybe a Paul Casey. Like Honestly, fan. I feel like Lan- uh, Lawrence Stroll strikes me much more as Team Rose. Just a lot I of answers he, to nobody's questions. I question. think you guys would be, and granted, he's not doing this, but I think you guys would be totally taking a totally different tack on Aston Martin if it was say Vettel and 
I think they should make a run for for uh, George Williams. I mean, yeah. So for, and then, for sure. And then make... I would feel and, a lot differently if Michael Jordan was one of the drivers also, <laughs> but he's not. And then make, make you know... <laughs> the owner's son. And then yeah. make Stroll and uh, Lance and... 50%, if 50% of the team was different, you guys would feel really Lance, different. Lance and Latifi, you know, doing their thing over on a fluffer Canadian team. That, I like that. Yeah. You I guys like would feel that. a lot different about the Patriots in those years if Tom Brady was on the team. <laughs> That's cool of you to compare Lance and Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I've heard other was Zach Brown last thing. I've heard as heard F one driving I've, goes, they're probably pretty similar. I've heard he's an avid golfer. Really? Uh, yeah, somebody we might need to, yeah. to effort. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's growing. I'm, I'm my respect level for for Zach Brown is is growing immensely year after year after year. And he's got Lando taking up he's golf seen, as well. He's got the boys golfing, yeah. right? Got the boys uh, playing hard out there. Exactly. So we mentioned Ricardo's a new driver for him. He replaces Carlos Sainz, who went off to Ferrari. Uh, one thing I found interesting about Ricardo, never would have guessed this, huge Dale Earnhardt fan. That's why his race car is number three. Yeah. All he wants to do is race. Uh, and then Lando Norris, 21 years old, uh, got one podium, finished ninth in the driver standings last year. Uh, I really like him. I think TC, you think he's a little bit of a fluffer, though. A, I have a problem with his name because it reminds me of, of Lanto Griffin. Sure. Uh, Which I think is totally understandable. <laughs> but B, <laughs> it's a ton of sense. He, he reminds me of, of like Rory McElroy at the Masters every year where he, shoot, like he shoots himself out of the yeah. tournament and then. Birdie's last, last six to finish T. Last twelve holes on Sunday, he's, he's just. Last lap Lando. Yeah. Yeah. He's just digging. He's just doing whatever he can. It's like, yo, where was this the first, you know, 35 laps of the race? Where was this the first three rounds? He's you, young. He's you, young. Came, you came around on I him did, a little bit. for sure. I, I had, I mean, absolutely no reason to not like him, but just kind of one of those you pick, you know, deal, thumbs up, thumbs down. You got sucked into on TC's first orbit. I did, of, yeah. I did, absolutely. I don't and love the orange and blue either. I, I came around. I, I'm expecting really fun things from McLaren I'll take the this year. orange and blue over the Cheating ass racing points, pink and white. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're green now. <laughs> oh, good. They needed. I'm the glad they made the check. Uh, all right, top two by all in, intent and purpose. Uh, the the two best teams. Uh, let's start with Red Bull. Finished runner up last year, Mr. Pie. Sure. I mean, listen. What can I say in my lowly preview that that surely hasn't been said over and over? But uh, Red Bull traces its. I'm reading directly from the Wikipedia page. Here. <laughs> the current Red Bull team can trace its origins back to the Stewart Grand Prix outfit that made its debut in 1997. Uh, they then became the. The Ford team. Uh, wow. Yeah. And in 99, Ford made the decision to rebrand them as the Jaguar racing team. Uh, eventually sold in 2004 to Red Bull. Apparently, I'm, this news just coming in, uh, sold the team for a dollar, symbolic dollar, mm. in exchange for a commitment to spend $400 million, uh over the next three years on the team. Huh. So... That's interesting. Uh, team principal, he's been mentioned many times, is Christian Horner, of the course, Spice married boy. to fo- one of the former Spice Girls. Uh, and Not just one of them. Ginger either. Spice, like, right? Gin- like the one uh, of the alphas. I think, is it Ginger? Ginger. Or I Posh? It's is Ginger? No, I think ginger. it's Ginger. Yeah. He's just, he's just an expert politician. He's I mean, great. Like, he's so good at... At work in the the I'm angles. I'm a big Horner fan. I, I think I he's super yeah. like You're a big from, horn dog. From a from a political standpoint, I he just I'm like God. That guy like I don't like what he's doing, but he I, he's good at it. He you know? says shit too. He doesn't yeah. like beat around the bush. Like he will like do. He will fluff 
Not, he will he will like ruffle some feathers. Yeah, he will. And, and and to his advantage. And then he'll also, you know, he he can play the good cop and the bad cop. I I do wish he would have admitted that he 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 made the wrong decision with Gasly. And he, well, I, I hopefully we can get him on the pod at some point and we can hold his feet to the fire on that. Or, or if you want to move on from Ghastly, I just don't think that Albon was. Yeah, I just want to say like, well, yeah, we yeah. we messed we missed on sure. that one. You know what? He, you're not going to bat a thousand percent. Like he he missed on that. I one. just you know I had a problem with him going after Toto. <laughs> he he doesn't come across well in season three. I of, haven't watched season three yet. I've only watched the first episode. Well, at least, simply at least because of the Ghastly backfire. Like that doesn't make him look good. But no, I think, he's also just kind of talking shit about everybody. Which is sick. Which I'll is kind of sweet. And I think that's what I'm like, oh man, like he's I would, just... I would encourage listeners to listen to the previous hour and eight minutes of this podcast. And, and I, I would say some people I'm probably not, say the same I'm thing about you. I'm not a team principal though. Uh, I just, I don't know how it's not a game recognized game. Yeah, thing. exactly. How, how are like, you saying, I don't like that guy talks too I much shit. I respect him and all that, but I just, like, I want to, I want to get all on board on Red Bull. I'm I'm drinking a freaking Red Bull right now, man. I put my heart in this shit. I like Max. I like all, you know, but I just either be, I feel like Horner like wants people to also like him as well. No, I think, I mean, how can you not like a guy, especially UTC, that just knows how to push like cereals buttons? He's just always fucking yeah. with people. Like he's so good at it. He gets under their skin. You know what I respect the most about Red Bull? Their pit stops. So fast. Crazy they fast. They pride themselves on it. Stupid fast. <laughs> Uh, they, as I believe Randy alluded to, finished a very distant, distant second uh, to the Mercedes boys last year, but also ahead of a distant third place, uh, just kind of comfortably in second. You can lay all that at the feet of Albon. <laughs> I mean, he was a, he was a danger to himself and others. On the track. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're, You're not, not wrong. wrong. You're not DC. wrong. I appreciate you saying that. I, I think I've let my disdain for his driving style like color my my. My uh, my opinion of of Horner. Plus, I'm such a Toto guy that you know you can't you can't be a fan of Toto and Horner. I think if this podcast goes an hour longer, TC might be all in on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Max Verstappen, of course, the the star of the squad. He was third in the driver standings last year. Uh, Two wins in 2020 and 11 other podiums, I believe. Five DNFs also. Kind of feast or famine. We're going to get to that. Uh, Needs some protection. I'd say the biggest, one of the biggest killer in all of sport right now. Uh, Possibly in all of humanity. You may know him as the Golden State Killer. uh, (laughs) (laughs) A true sociopath. Deej, what was the quote? Uh, I forget who, was he talking about Ocon? Yeah. Where he said, you know, I don't really, ha- I don't really have any comment on that, other to say that. What did you say to Ocon after the race? Yeah, he said, I don't really have uh, any comment on that, other than to say he was being a pussy. <laughs> which <laughs> on the actual like, whatever the die, which is awesome. Days, the day is. Uh, they have of course shedded Alex Albon uh, as Tron said, a danger to himself and others, and brought in Sergio. Don't call me Checo Perez uh, from Mexico. Do call me Checo. Or do call me Checo. Which, I don't really know where Checo comes from. The team admittedly. now is going to have a dog and a killer. Yes. yes. Uh, that's that, written in my notes. <laughs> Checo, absolute dog. Like, no questions about it. Thank you. Uh, he was fourth in the standings last year, as, as was already mentioned, uh, with a win and one other podium in the cheating-ass racing point. Uh, sounds like I, this is from my my sources at F1.com. Uh Max says he's never had a better preseason than he did in 2021. I'm in the best shape of my life. Uh, the <laughs> boys, the camp in the best his, shape of his is, life. It's his new girlfriend. The boys uh, uh, appear to be the quickest team on the grid in short-run term, pa- short run pace 
and the long run pace is second only to Mercedes. Uh, F1 Power Rankings has them as the number one team entering the 2021 season. Wow. Uh, and uh, it sounds like, you know, with those the five DNFs from Max, it sounds like the boys have cleaned up some of those, maybe some stability issues in the rear end, as, as you mentioned earlier. And it sounds like we've got those cleared up. So I, I don't know how... You know, we can talk about Botas. Is he just kind of there as as an also ran? Is he a uh, you know? Does he have a great car? I don't know how you can look at at the current grid and not think that yeah. Verstappen and Sergio is not the best, the most talented one two punch. Do you, do you see any issues? Another another potential drama candidate between those? It seems like I two think, alphas. Honestly, there. I because Checo's had some issues with yeah, other drivers. I was reading about this a little bit. I think it's. I mean, Checo's significantly older than Max, and I think I don't know. I I kind of think. Of course, I don't know what I'm talking about here, but I kind of think that it would almost be good for him. He's gonna, he's chasing possibly the best, you know, it's non Lewis Hamilton driver the ass, on the right? grid, and I think it keeps him engaged. We talked about yeah. some of these guys getting up there in in age, and he has what happens. warned that he needs a few races to get used to this car. Yeah, like five races, he said. Of the, don't expect him to come out of the gates firing. Checko, that is. But I, I think it'd be good for him to chase Max. I think it'd be good for Max to stay ahead of someone who's clearly a dog. Uh, I think it's going to be nothing but good things. Max may kill him. And too. Red Bull runs the Honda, the Honda Power Unit. Power Unit. Oh. Yeah. Another thing I give Horner a shout out for was the breakup with Renault. Well, and there that was the they, whole they Honda. That that seems to have gone well. The whole Honda. No, it it, it was kind of on the rocks for a little bit there because Honda was like, "Yeah, we're not going to make, Honda we're not going to do this anymore." Because they they were it didn't fit their sustainability yeah. initiative, but now so it seems like they've kind of handed back in. over the technology to Red Bull or to, like this team to keep developing these for the for the near future. Interesting. So. One more team we've alluded to them many times. Neil, the true alphas. Give us the highlights on Mercedes. Toto and the boys, uh, the best team. I mean, what is there to say? Right, you got uh, the goat, Lewis Hamilton, seven time. He's tied. Uh, Michael Schumacher, who we've mentioned earlier, with seven world championships. Uh, he's been with Mercedes since 2013. Uh, Randy mentioned he spent five years with McLaren. Uh, I mean, he's just the, he's the best guy out there in the best car. So sometimes I find that hard to, you know, as a new to the sport, I'm like, well, what's the point of watching? Like the guy, the best drivers in the best car, like he's going to win every time. He does. But, you know, as you dig in. <laughs> The midfield battle, there's a lot more to to follow, and there's you know excitement and interest in other areas. But that is you know that is tough, right? That they Mercedes has seems like the biggest budget of anybody. Um, you know, I don't know how it compares to Ferrari and and um, I think they're about Red 100 Bull. to 150 million ahead of Red Bull and probably 200 million ahead of Ferrari. Yeah, so you know it it sometimes that's tough to square for me with F1. It's like oh cool, just just spend more and you'll be better. And it sounds like next year that's going to change. You know, there's going to, they're going to have some spending rules caps. and some caps in place. So that, that should be interesting to follow. But, uh, Hamilton will be driving with Botas. I'm going to um, say quickly on Hamilton. Sorry. The Silverstone race last year, the first, uh, race in, in England. Was that when his tires were falling? When off? his tires oh were like, gosh. he had to manage his tires down the stretch and like literally like limped across the finish line. That was when you start to get a sense of like and the, ra- the rain race, whichever yeah, that yeah, one was. like no, this guy is yeah, this guy is the best he, driver. <laughs> he also made some some kind of boneheaded moves last year. Like he got caught on a like a yellow. He got penalized for um, a couple penalties. Uh, yeah. yeah, like dumb. Like he, he went out to the to the edge of the pit to like start just cause practice like start. practice start practice yeah. start from like a place you're not supposed to. And some it, of that stuff felt kind of Mickelsonian. It's like, yeah, yeah, he's kind of bored. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I don't care. Well, you know, I think so. he's probably a big 
part of his success is like just total relentlessness and like trying to cut every corner possible, like basically daring FIA to stop him in a lot of things. And yeah. he he always does seem to find himself in the center of controversy in some way. And he he as he ran Alex Albon off the track twice, like twice knocked yes. Albon out. Like it always and, seems ended his to, career. It <laughs> always <laughs> yeah. seemed like he did. It always seems to fall his way. Like yeah. he's obviously the best, but also like it very much had like Breaking Bad. Like he can't keep getting away with this vibe <laughs> by the end of the year because yeah. every little thing he did, he got away with. Um, and it, it doesn't seem like he and Botas have the best relationship. Um, Botas seemed like a couple mercenaries. You know, just finish, there to win. You know, everyone. He's he's kind of playing the woe is me story on drive to survive weird he's he seems to be a loner and like he really 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 wants to beat lewis but you know toto keeps him in check and is like nah it just ain't gonna happen bud like we're (laughs) we're gonna slow you down uh lewis is lewis is gonna pass you there's a lot of that going on and and toto has talk about absolute power like he is the buck stops with him he's once it feels like he's doing five-year planning and everybody else is doing like one year planning. It seems like he's he's working on the car for 2025 right now. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, this year's race. Like, yeah, I, well, he's also I, I'm not worried about I, that. I took care of that. Three he's years also ago. exactly. He's also pulling all the strings on the drivers too. Yeah, because he somehow represents a lot of these drivers as their agents. <laughs> he's with, a part owner in Racing <laughs> yeah. Point. Well, yeah, and then, yeah, so he's doing he's doing deals on the back end with Racing yeah. Point, and he's, he's on on camera being like, they did nothing wrong. I know, I know all the information. <laughs> he's like, like, he's like, he's like Jay Z. Like, he's like all these other teams. They they just didn't do a good enough job, and that's you know that's it. So he he's like above the drama. He right? seems like the most competent person on the whole planet. Yeah, he's good at what he does. He's there's there's not much results speak for themselves, and also the way he carries himself is. I mean, he's a true like like if, if cold blooded alpha a force. He's a total force. I, I was gonna say like it, had he been put in charge of the global COVID response, I would have had total confidence. <laughs> that's in, why I think he should, I think the U.S. should appoint him U.S. Ryder Cup captain. You you said this that. many many years ago before I knew who he was, and I was like I don't I should look up who that is. Couldn't agree with you. I more. think one of my favorite Drive to Survive like scenes was nights. when they yeah. when they made him wear the like old school <laughs> the, like, German outfit. The later hose. He's like it just was like. So out of character for it. And then they like had a bad, you know, a bad race. And he could just, he's like, I'm in this stupid fucking outfit. <laughs> <laughs> just like really fucking shirt. Yeah. Like that was, that was great stuff. So his, he, his face shield too last year. Yeah. It was great. Just, on you know, he's, so. he, you know, he's good buddies with, uh, Lawrence Stroll. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. I think they're one A and one B and, and, you know, alphas of this season of drives to survive. So, uh, yeah, I I don't know. You guys can add a little bit more for Mercedes, but it, you know that they're the, they're the kings, so it's hard to hard to. I'd be curious bet to that know, it's going to be anything different this year. It, like asking someone who's been watching for 10, 15 years, is this the most tenuous grip they've had on the top spot in the last like since since this run started? Right. It seems to be. Know. I mean. Yeah. That Ferrari gave them a decent run in 2019, and they finished a couple hundred points in front of them still. But uh, Ferrari was close in 2018, uh, somewhat close in 2017. I mean, last year seems to be the year. They had a huge separation in 2016, but mm-hmm. it seems to be like, I don't know. It's It hasn't gotten out of the last race. In, in I would just time. say, I guess, to, to anybody who's you know just getting into this, much like we were last year, just – you know, be prepared. Mercedes is going to win most of the races. <laughs> well, probably well, this year, they? but then next year maybe it resets. Yeah. You know, maybe if if you can't spend that much, I don't know. The, I don't know the details of it. If you get you get penalized if you go over like kind of like baseball, like over the salary cap, you just get. You know, can you still do it? But you just have to pay don't the know. fine. 
So it's, they're, they're, e- they're either sandbagging at testing or they sucked at testing, like relatively speaking. I think they're it's, absolutely sandbagging. I would, I would agree with that. Toto's at the point where he's just messing with people. But, I mean, FormulaOne.com, what has Red Bull as the projected number one team? Like, Which it would be better. For, this is where you get into, you know, all this stuff is pretty much made for entertainment. Yeah. And you're, you're taking the state-run media and yeah. things would be a lot better for them if Mercedes didn't win literally every race and make it really boring. Uh, so yeah, take it with the grain of salt. Let me uh, jump in. I want to thank our sponsor for today's episode. That is Whoop. Whoop is a fitness wearable that provides personalized insights on the performance of your sleep, how recovered you are, and how much stress you put on your body throughout the day from both your workouts and the normal stressors of life. Uh, Neil, I know you had a uh, you went for a run yesterday. We were talking about what what running does for your daily strain number. Yeah, if I do like a 30, 45 minute, you know, hit workout, it, it's funny. You know, it's a nine or ten, and then if I go for a run, it just, the whoop loves distance running. You yeah. know, just continuously elevated heart rate. So, um, always, always intrigued by that. And I think you know, there's something to be said for just simple running is good for the the mind and the body. I got hit this morning with my first red recovery, and and actually, Randy, why like are you at work today? I know exactly. I should have stayed home. Uh, I'm doing this podcast for you guys, though. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to see the F1 drivers what their stats would be over the course of a race. Oh you know, gosh. like, let's yeah. talk about, like, you know, people are like, oh, they're not athletes. It's like, well, let's, well, let's check Hell the stats. Yeah, imagine athletes. the heart rates. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would, I think that'd be awesome information. So, uh, cool, man. Yeah. Uh, Whoop right now is offering 15% off when you use the code TRAPDRAW, all one word, TRAPDRAW at checkout. Go to whoop.com, W-H-O-O-P.com, enter the code TRAPDRAW, Save 15%, sleep better, recover faster, train smarter with Whoop today. Thank them very much for sponsoring this episode of the Trap Draw. I want to throw in a, a, a request for people not to do this. Don't, like, there's been a few of you, don't reach out if you're a NASCAR fan. And be you know you guys need to get into NASCAR. It's yeah. you know there's 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 some of these same midfield battle stuff, <laughs> and the, there's all this strategy in it. Like first of all, the races are way 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 too long. So the, I listened to the Shift F1 podcast a lot, and they did they usually talk about Formula One, and then they talked about some one of the episodes they talked about one of the NASCAR races that they're I think the Indy 500, and which I know is not NASCAR, right? I can confirm it is not NASCAR. <laughs> My yeah. point being, they watched it, something different than F1, and they were like, the commercial load was out of control. Like, blah, blah. I was like <laughs> screaming. I was like, thank God. Like, the American <laughs> sports TV model is so messed up compared to the Brit- whatever the British one for Formula One. Um, okay, we have a driver draft. Before, Solly, what, what do we need to touch on? You want to talk about qualifying? Well, so first year again watching Formula One, watching Mercedes dominate – Qualifying to me seems so backwards. First of all, for me personally as a fan, I get nothing out of watching it. I, you know, it's pretty much kind of the same thing. There's no, there's a little bit of strategy and when you go out, what you, you know, following traffic, avoiding traffic, blah, blah, blah. But basically, it's like for teams to separate themselves before the race even starts, it's like go show how fast your car is and then you start with an advantage. That just seems very backwards to me. Like, we probably don't get to appreciate how great Lewis Hamilton is because he starts at the top of the grid every time. Like, and then he, he just gets, holds on. And when something happens where he ends up in the middle of the pack and he is just running over people and pa- overtaking one by one, it's super exciting. And we get cheated out of it almost every week by the fact that he gets to start one or two 
essentially every single week. Sounds like you're advocating for a reverse grid. I would love a reverse grid. I think I, I, I don't know. There's something reimagined along those lines. It just seems backwards to me, like the best cars start at the front. What if it was a round robin where every, you know, every race there's a different starting order with guys going from, you know, different 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 zones, right? Like you're either starting in the top five, then the next week you're you're wrapping around to the back and then you're moving up the line. And so everybody gets like one, two races where they're at the front, a couple at the back, and then a few in the middle. I mean there's no equitable way to do it. I That's interesting. I've I some like, like I I'd love to see some reverse grid stuff. But also I I've found in the course of watching a, a weekend of it I found qualifying kind of fascinating to I, see the the tire strategy because there's certain I still don't understand all of it where you, you have <laughs> to go, yeah. go you know like you, you got to use two of the compounds and then whatever you finish on you have to start on all that stuff but um, like the you know getting getting into Q2 getting into Q3 watching the like rooting for the Williams to get into Q, Q3 all that stuff it's I, it's fascinating I was gonna say I I enjoy qualifying for. The, the fun of it. But I also see, Solly, where, you, where you're yeah. coming from in the bigger picture. Uh, I, I've i tried to read about reverse, like a reverse grid. I still don't quite understand it, but... Is that uh, something they do? No. It's no, been it's loaded, though. Like, okay. F1, like, well, they're not afraid to, like, fuck some shit up. Like, yeah. They will but do you wouldn't want to... Really the reverse stuff. grid to me strikes me as, like, you'd be punishing the best guys. You would. Right? Well, so, but well, they have the fastest car. I mean... So. Think, it makes it more equitable. Think about, like, NFL, though. Like, the... The the worst teams get yeah. ostensibly it doesn't always work like this because of turnover and team changes, you know, season to season. But the 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 worst teams always get the easiest schedule the following year. The best teams always get the hardest schedule. And okay. the draft pick. And you know. yeah, you want to encourage some. You want to have some fundamental uh, rules things to encourage parity. They sure. know un, like predictability is a very bad thing for their sport. So I don't know that that just seems like something that. You know, it just seems a little backwards, especially with how good Mercedes is. So basically, whatever you get through Q2 in, you have to start the race in. And they can get through Q2 in mediums where everyone else has got to hit softs. So then they start the race in better position. Like they can start on medium tires and outlast all the other cars that are chasing them anyways. And it just almost further exacerbates their their advantage. And it just seems backwards to me. 2021 venue. Highlights, TC. What 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 are you most looking forward to? I unfortunately we're not doing the outer ring at Bahrain this Wait, year. That was such a revelation. I was kind of like, oh, this this looks like a what simple are they doing, the track. Ring? They're doing the the traditional yeah. circuit there. Yeah. Uh, the Dutch Grand Prix, Zandvoort. That that should be very very cool. That's in September, beginning of September. We'll get a, a look at Monaco. We missed Monaco last yeah. year. Um, Japanese Grand Prix. The the. Uh, they're back in Brazil this year. Uh, they moved. They've moved Australia due to COVID. They moved Australia to uh, November. Uh, that's normally the traditional starting point. And then, uh, Randy, I know you're pumped. Uh, there's a new street circuit this year in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Sa- Saudi Arabia. That's right. Yeah, Saudi. Arabia. Is that a Nicholas design? <laughs> <laughs> so that's they, in, they that's were in bragging. December. The, the the boards, the the message boards were lighting up about how they were highlighting it's the most turns of any race and the turns are like the most subtle things ever the most subtle turns possible it looks like they're saying it's like the most boring track ever but um i'm always a big fan of spa yeah spa uh in belgium uh i was gonna say we get to see singapore after not having saw it seen it last year and then uh the u.s they're gonna be in austin texas and then mexico looked like a lot of fun on drive to survive so i'm glad they're going back to mexico this year montreal too i'm excited to see 
Montreal. Yeah. Uh, all right, boys. Should we get down and dirty with it? Do it time to draft. Let's do it. All right. Let me explain quick rules for for you guys and for listeners. Uh, this is a season long points race based on driver points. Okay, so we're going to be drafting mm. all twenty drivers. Uh, and then we are going on the official F1 driver standings. The stakes, $100. Personal funds, boys. Nothing out of the company coffers. <laughs> personal funds, $100. Winner takes all. Are you withdrawing this from our paychecks? I will be withholding it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Do we have to pay taxes on it then? Uh, good question. I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we'll get say there. no more. Yeah. As your lawyer, I <laughs> you just say, say no nothing more. else. We'll get there. Yeah, who knows? Uh, the winnings, the winner. You have to spend it. You can spend it however you want. It's got to be somewhat F1 related, whatever that means. Get creative. Okay. A couple ideas. Okay. I love it. Uh, there are a couple things to note. There is a Lewis Hamilton goat tax in effect. Uh, we will be taxing his point total 33%. That's a steep percentage, Randy. Well, yeah, elections have consequences, TC. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the goat here. Yeah. Can we get some new infrastructure at least? <laughs> some of these, some of these yeah, what are you the tracks stink. Like Abu Dhabi, let's redesign that shit. Uh, we would definitely will consider that. Uh, there is a George Russell corollary where if the driver you choose gets bumped up into a, a different car, perhaps a better car, you get his points. All right, you follow the driver. Uh, there is a rub of the green situation. If your driver falls ill with COVID or if your driver suffers, God forbid, an injury, a serious one, and, and misses races, you do not get his replacement's points. Okay, The, the points follow the driver. The last thing I will say, that on rare occasion, the drivers might get sacked mid-season. That's very Lord willing. That's a that's a very British word. Uh, yeah, Lord willing. You will get the replacement driver for a driver that has been sacked, but you will incur a twenty-five point penalty. Twenty-five um, points. Yes, yes. You don't want to pick a driver that's so bad he gets sacked, huh? All right. Like, are there any? Question. Are there any questions? Question. Yes, yes. Can you? Let's say I wanted to. Draft Nico Hulkenberg instead of Nicholas Latifi on the off chance that Hulkenberg gets into great, great question. Uh, you know, a Red Bull seat if somebody gets COVID or yeah. a Mercedes seat or something like that because he's kind of the driver du jour, you know, backup driver du jour these I, days. I can draft him instead of someone. I think you can draft any driver you want. Okay. Yeah, we're just drafting twenty. Cool. So it doesn't have to be a current driver, but we're we're stopping at twenty. Any other questions, Neil? I'm ready. Albon is not with the current team, so please consider that. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just We just got word of that right at the beginning of this pod. All right, we're going to set the draft order. I am going to use a random number. I'm going to ask each of you to give me a number between 1 and 100. Is it the one that was on your computer screen? Because I saw that. Well, already. no, it's going to change okay. every time, so okay, it doesn't okay, matter. Okay, okay. Uh, so I was going to not say anything and then just try to cheat. <laughs> Who wants that would have been. You want me to go? I'll, I'll volunteer to go first. I'm going to go with my favorite number, 32. We'll go around the table. DJ, you're next up. Uh, 12. 12? No, no, no. 33. Okay. I should say uh, the draft order is going to be based on how close you are in absolute terms to the random number. Okay. Uh, 34. 34. Come on. 14. Wow, you just got (laughs) hosed. You just got hosed. Well, shit, 35, because if it's anything above. (laughs) Yeah, you just ruined it. Now he knows... He knew it was above. Uh, no, he didn't know. He's just, he might get last, though. Yeah. All right. You yeah. guys ready? Yeah. DJ is my witness. The random number is 47. 
So we're going to go TC first pick, Solly second, DJ third, Randy fourth, Neil fifth. Neil's on the snake, baby. Oh, fuck. We will, <laughs> we will be snake drafting. We got snakes on this plane. <laughs> Uh, I, I, that, that's a quick one with you know with the the whole penalty uh, the, the 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 tax situation here. Uh, yeah, I need to find a tax haven, but uh, I'm going with I'm going with Max. That was why I picked number thirty three. Max Verstappen. I, I thought you were a big Larry Bird fan. <laughs> First off the board, uh, God TC is going to be. Now he has to root for Horner. I'm going to hate true. rooting against Max. I this know year. that's what I was thinking too. I can't wait to make you guys root against Max because I'm gonna be so in your face with it. <laughs> that also, sound like I, you. yeah, I agree. It's it's a little concerning to see Trod dog Horner this whole time and then pick his, his I res- star. People. I respect Horner. It's I truly having don't. it both ways, but that that's is just truly sour. the TC way. <laughs> Maybe Horner and I are so me. similar that you know you you don't like you the may closest not like approximation it, of yourself. We'll respect it. Yeah, Randy, uh, we'll, make, we'll make this quick. Give me the goat. Wow, and that you will be taxed. Remember, I understand the rules. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I think it truly goes wide open now. Maybe there's a very obvious choice: the guy who finished second last year, uh, Botas. Which there should be a tax Dumpy there, too, Botas. Right? But because I would much rather I've, – I've already written this off as a $100 loss, and I'd rather <laughs> yeah. just pick the guys I'd rather root for. Uh, I will be choosing Sergio Perez. Wow. Mm, Checo. DJ and I are on the what constructor. Are, what are the safest picks I can make? Albon. The Red Bull, <laughs> the Red Bull team are off the board. Uh, okay, that puts me in fourth. Fourth pick. God, I was not excited. What is Neil going to do at five? It's that so, is and six. <laughs> and six. It's God. so uninspired to pick Botas. I know. But you have I don't to do want it, right? Botas. Or do I pick uh, we'll trade. Ricardo? Yeah, Neil could Neil could trade down too. And, and <laughs> Neil, do you want the fourth pick? No. I'll trade you fourth for sixth. No. And and fifth. Randy, so I get fourth and fifth. We swap. Let's swap first round and swap second round. So I would get. Fifth and You'll have this go last time. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> just just make a pick. Okay. Uh, all I'll, right. I'll give you my second, third, and fourth pick for this pick. Like you have you would give me swap like, to the better spot. You would give me all of your last whatever your last three picks are in each of those spots. Hmm. He's gonna just take Botas. Don't yeah, let him that's do that. true. And then Come he on. wins. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we can't do that. Uh all right. Let's go with God, I really don't want Botas, but I, <laughs> I just need to take him. Draft him, I? and then we'll talk trade. Um, or Ricardo. Do I go with my my friends at McLaren? You know what? We're going to take uh, I, just bad energy around Botas. Give me Daniel Ricardo. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Layup for Neil. All right, I'll take Botas. Okay. And you have to. I know. But and I don't really care. Like, I can root for the fin. <laughs> I can root for the fin. I'm happy to. Be, You're not gonna be watching anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck. Uh, all right, now this is interesting. Uh, I kind of God. I kind of want to go with my blue blooded boys over in the red cars. Love that. Uh, <laughs> Smoking stogies. Yeah, like hot girls, hot cars. Monaco, <laughs> give me Charles Leclerc. I take Charles Leclerc. I like it. I like it. All right. I think that's a great pick. Thank you. I do. Well done. You can't go wrong picking Ferrari. It's like yeah. you don't get fired picking IBM, you know? <laughs> Guys, the big unknown is this Aston Martin team. And and what do we what do we make of them? Um is Vettel 
You know, he's a world champion. Does he return to form? Randy, I don't know what's going on in your draft room right now. It's your question to answer right now. Not good. A lot of different directions you could go here. Who's the alpha is. on that team? Sure, that, that was what I was than, thinking. Than Stroll, right? Do you not believe in your guy Lando? I don't want to go too heavy on McLaren. You know, you got to diversify. I, I think that's part of the problem. Uh, but I really like Lando. Carlos Sainz. I'm gonna have fun rooting against Red Bull this year. <laughs> you know what? Give me, give me the the stodgy Stenson lookalike. I'll take, I'll take Seabass. I'll take Sebastian Vettel. Wow. Okay. Whoa. I hate that pick. I hate that pick too. I know. <laughs> I, I hate it. God, now you've given me too many options. <laughs> A lot of directions I could go here. So uh, many directions. I'm going to go Lando. Give me Lando Norris. I like your first two picks. Just I do too. Solid. Fun, fun guys to root for. Yeah. God, why did I do that? I thought for sure you were going to take Lando, and I was going to, well, we'll see where Solly takes. Maybe he'll fall um, in the next round. Golly. I am going to go with... We're going to go with uh, Carlos Sainz. We're taking Sainz. I think that's a no-brainer. Yeah. I, I wanted to do something different, but I think I might be able to on the way back. Tron just celebrated visibly. I'm going with Yuki, baby. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. Over your boy Lance? I, I have, I'm on the snake, man. I can do whatever oh, I want true. on the snake. <laughs> if you don't take Lance right now, <laughs> this is a complete repeat of Tron <laughs> v. the Shrimp We're in the Fred X recording this podcast. Oh, I could go Gasly. You are such a pussy if you don't take Lance right now. <laughs> I could go Lance. I could go Fernando Alonso. You're kicked out if you don't take Lance. You're you're in. You're just a massive pussy if you don't take Lance. Uh, hold on. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm evaluating the situation. Oh my gosh. He's blushing. His face he's 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 he, nervous. He knows we're right. He has to take Lance. He already got the first pick. If you you got it. Oh my gosh. This would be cowardice but personified. He, he knows if you don't they're take not Lance. cheating this year. They can't <laughs> cheat this year. You're on the clock. This is disgusting. He also knows nobody else will pick Lance. <laughs> Get him in the next round. <laughs> I'd love to see somebody else with Lance and having to root for him. I straight up will play with three guys before I pick Lance. <laughs> see, that's good to know. Maybe I can get him on the next next way through. My team is on the court. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I mean, what? Well, I, I like Pierre a lot. Right? You, we need a pick, TC. This is bad radio. Hmm. I think he should be the Vikings. He loses the pick until you have five yeah, seconds, on, or you man. lose. You got to make a pick. I'm going with Pierre. Oh wow. my god! <laughs> I think that speaks volume. Well, also, folks. yeah, you just you didn't diversify much there. That's true. I'm very, very better. Hope that Alpha Tori power unit yeah, is good. Yeah, you're in the JV. You're going doubling down on Ches and the boys. <laughs> the JV squad. I'm ve- I'm ex- not sure I'm about exposed. that. I'm I'm an all Red Bull. Team right now between Alphatari and uh, if COVID gets into that stable, <laughs> TC is going to be massively. He might have his concierge doctors to take, <laughs> you know, do some extra hours over. You know, I thought about Fernando Alonso. I thought about no, no. You, no, you cannot do not give us that. That's uh, unbelievable. This right. is action speaking louder than words. He knows it. Strolls a complete fluffer. I, I could try to manufacture a trade after this too. Who's going to trade for that? Well, somebody right. that, tra- that, so that drafts sorry. Stroll. I am actually going to hate myself, and I'm going to take Lance Stroll. Wow. Oh I mean, you wow. kind of have to. It gets points. It's a points uh, yeah, race. That's you what have we're to. here for. Would you have, would you have taken 
Pierre or Stroll? I would have taken Pierre. Okay. That makes me feel better. Okay, Pierre. <laughs> okay, Pierre. Now, where does DJ go? Can you show me who's been picked? Pull God, that my other team is so good. That other tab open? Of course. Uh, the, as all these drafts go, your team's exceptional, but not fun to root for. It's a world champions still left on the board for non Fernando Alonso. Kimmy yeah. Raikkonen. No, I think it's pretty no brainer. I'm going to go with uh, Fernando Alonso, please. Dude, I looked. I wanted to, but his numbers with on his way out with McLaren were not, not good. good. No, not good. Not good. I don't really like him that much. Oh my gosh. Okay, where do we where do we even go from here? Randy, I think you're going with your boy Georgie over I, over Ocon. I think George might be a good play, hoping that something goes horribly wrong with Botas. <laughs> Georgie gets called up into that Mercedes. <sighs> wouldn't be the worst. Wouldn't be the worst idea. Um, God, yeah, Ocon. Can I change my pick? Locked in. Never mind. Locked in. Um, <clears throat> in the spirit of, you know, he's going to score a point. One, uh, is Neil going to take him? I could maybe get him in the fourth. No, I think Neil would be all over him. Uh, I better grab him now. I'll take George Russell. Mm. 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 I like that. All right. Neil, he, he just gave you a gift. I know. Um, he gave you some points with O'Conn. I know I don't want Ocon though. <laughs> now, I, really don't, I don't. I know, and I was hoping you'd take him. You, you don't take, have you should to take one of the Haas guys. Yeah, you don't have to. I was gonna take. I think I'm gonna take Kimi Raikkonen. Love right. it. As just give me some veteran, give me a curmudgeon, just a guy that that's always around. And then you know I what? I would respect a ton if you took Mazepin. Uh, <laughs> no, I was thinking. God, I'm really leaning towards Schumacher, young gun. Sure. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm gonna take Mick Schumacher. Sweet. Hell yeah. TC's just over here. You can have this psycho from Russia. Man. I don't want. I don't want that bad boy on my team. It's bad for Kem. Um. Well, shoot. I'll take Esteban then. I'll take Esteban Akun. I think. I think that whole thing right there just speaks volumes about about Esteban Akun. Well, I just want to. I'm. I'm kind of. If you know, I'm not gonna watch a lot. I'd like to be able to check in on my guy Mick. You know, I. I. I want to root for my guys. Three remaining drivers: Antonio Giovinazzi. Nicholas Latifi and Nikita Mazepin. I mean, that's not a great lineup. <laughs> uh, I'll take Giovinazzi. The snake works. The snake's great. No, no, yeah. that's awesome. Unless you're picking, it's it's about a three player draft. Yeah, I'll take Mazepin so we can stay <laughs> yes, <laughs> with Latifi. Yes. <laughs> Love that. I appreciate that play. <laughs> All right, there you have it. God, uh, I hope Lay- I'm, I'm the biggest Lance Stroll so, fan of the world. I have Latifi? Yes. <laughs> Come on. Or you could pick <laughs> no, Hulkenberg yeah. if you no, want. You know what? <sighs> you can pick Lawrence Stroll. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the backup driver for Red Bull? Albon? I don't know. I uh, you're asking me questions I don't know the answer yeah, to. Yeah, I don't think anybody knows. God, if you didn't take Stroll and you took Albon, that would... Wow. That would that would really wow. really <laughs> round it up. That is the TC way. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> God, that you would be such a scumbag. Yeah, Albon's the test driver for Red Bull. I will take Nico Hulkenberg <laughs> instead of Latifi. Interesting play. Guy that's not even on the grid. There you have it. Anybody want to try to force through a trade? We'll talk offline. Yeah, Solly, I'll I'll talk to you about uh I'll talk to you about Lance okay. offline. Gasly Gasly and Hulkenberg for uh yeah, we'll talk offline. The snake kind of worked, though. It, they're interesting teams. So so read out the teams. So, TC, you picked first. You got Max Verstappen. 
Yuki Sonoda, Pierre Gasly, and Nico Hulkenberg. Who it should bear repeating does not have a, a, a seat right <laughs> now. Currently is not racing in F1. Uh, Solly had the second pick, got the GOAT, Lewis Hamilton, Carlos Sainz, Lance Stroll, and Nikita Mazapan. DJ got uh, Checo, Ser- Sergio Perez, Lando Norris, Fernando Alonso, and Antonio Giovinazzi. Very, uh, very just kind of solid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what a flair there. Yeah. I got I, like that team. I got Daniel Ricardo, Sebastian Vettel, George Russell, and Esteban Ocon. That's a good team. If Russell gets called up, that's a very good team. It's a great team. It's big if the Aston Martins are are the big if. Many people saying you reach on Ricardo. Of course, uh, I like that move. Neil got Vita- uh, Valtteri Bottas, Charles Kla, Kimi Raikkonen, and Mick Schumacher. A couple of just curmudgeonly old guys and a couple of young bucks, gentlemen. May the best man win. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Can't wait for the season. I'm so I pumped. I hope you guys have a great Formula One season. And uh, if any F1 people are out there, we'll, we'll take money to do this preview next year. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers.